0: What do I define about blowing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location.
1: What he failed to tell you was, when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I and he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on
0: black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everyone, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and networkinspill.com. and I'm excited because this is a bonus episode. It is Financial Literacy Month, as you all know. I mean, we like to talk about money all year round, but I really wanted to make sure I brought on the show this month some of my favorite people in the finance industry, in the finance world, and the finance sphere, and the finance interwebs, all of that, and this is actually the second guest that I've had this year who's actually been on the show before. Now it's been ages, right? It's been ages. She's She was on a show a million years ago. And when she was on the show, she was on a stranger danger segment. So you remember y'all, when I told you I've had a lot of guests on the show who, when I met them, they were doing their thing. And like, when you look at where they are now, they're like blowing up. She is one of those people. So Today we have hailing from Washington, DC, the nation's capital, Ms Michael James. Now Michael was on the show. you may or may not remember her name. You may remember her handle though. Her Instagram handle is at bougiebudgeter. And I'm pretty sure we argued a while for like how we spell bougie and it's I think that is just so funny. but she's definitely been one of my favorite people online to follow and to track and so today we're going to be talking all things finance and just budgeting and planning and getting them getting ourselves in order especially as entrepreneurs especially as people who are maybe at the beginning of our financial journey or or and at the beginning of our financial awakening which is kind of what I like to call it right? Doesn't matter where you're at, it's always a good time to start getting your financial shit together. So, without further ado, hi, Michael, welcome back. Hello,
1: hello. Oh my gosh. You know how to make a girl feel special.
0: <laughs> I try. I try. You know, the, the intros are fun, and I just like to give a little bit of that, like, lead up, I'm trying to lean up, get people pulled in, because this conversation will be dope, first of all. So, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, you and I, we really didn't get a chance to like do much out in the back. I know we talked about on our episode before, like going out and doing things, partying. remember when we talked about like how to party on a budget. I think we we talked about that for several minutes. Do you remember that? (laughs) One thing I like to do is party on a budget now. And yeah,
1: you know, we, I guess we didn't really understand what this pandemic actually really had in store for us because that was still pretty early in on uh, COVID when we had that interview.
0: It was, it was, yeah. And it was, you know, it was a time. And so we didn't get to turn up. I remember we talked about how to pregame and how to go out and like be financially smart and not overdo it. Like we had, we, we were given some real gems back then and we've got some more in store for everyone. So tell everybody, I know you are, you title, you have <laughs> your spicy title is Finfluencer. So if y'all, I hadn't heard about that until today. So I'm sure some of y'all haven't heard about it either, but basically that is a financial influencer. So tell us how you have been these last couple of years and, and really how you've grown. I'd love, to, I'd love for you to share that.
1: Yeah. So I feel like Maybe two years ago, I was still trying to figure out who I was and how I wanted to show up and be a, a person and really set the standard and the guidelines for how I was going to show up into the world. And a lot of that takes a lot of self-understanding, self-reflection and giving yourself grace, creativity. So I was Still, I work very much a work in progress then. And now I've kind of transformed the business into a full-blown influencer business. So I, I do a lot of working with brands and companies that I love and that I want to share how you can incorporate it into your financial journey, but also working with the colleges and corporations and being able to really connect with young professionals and college students and helping people start on the right track. I think the, the p- most pivotal moment was me recognizing that I don't believe that black and brown people have to or should have to pay for financial education. It should be taught to us for free because this country has profited so heavily, so greatly off of our ignorance and off of keeping people that look like me poor. So I changed, I completely changed shifted shifted my business model. And we kind of talked about this in the, in the beginning, uh, before we started recording, but I don't charge for one-on-one consultations. I don't do them at all. I, I make sure that I'm charging the corporations and putting the, the task of educating young professionals, young black and Brown professionals specifically, I'm charging the institutions that are put in place for them to learn to be, to be adults and learn to be in the next great part of their lives. I'm charging them with task, or I'm tasking them with giving their students the education that they need and that they deserve because it's up to the university to help their students matriculate properly.
0: Hell yeah. 1000% thousand percent. I love that that's what you do and and your approach to it. Because I I remember being like, hey, hook me up with with whatever you've got going on. I don't remember what it was that I was looking for. And you gave me the information. I had asked, you had done some research on, I think it was on accounts, like bank accounts. And you were like, you need to have, or it's good to have X amount. And I was like, well, I don't have that many. I think I just had one or something like that, not including my cash app card. And you're like, no, you should have this and you should have that or in like my bank for my my business. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, no, this is a really good idea. And then I was like, well, who do you like and why? And you, you sat and you told me. And I was like, okay, dope. And then now you've done videos. Now you have this thriving TikTok account. Y'all, if you are on TikTok, just go and look for her account. It is at... Bougie. And it's B-O-U-J-I-E budgeter. And you'll find her on Instagram and you'll find her on TikTok as well. She's got, she, what did you say you have, you've, you've been hitting some big numbers with TikTok. Oh yeah. Within like the last month, we've grown um over
1: 30,000. And really I was, I was talking to, to a friend and I think I also said it online of it, to me, the community was always going to be here. The community was always going to come. This is, this is the thing that I've really learned with my last, like the last couple of things or my last couple of videos, and just my success on TikTok is like people want the information, people want to learn, but people are tired of feeling stupid. People are tired of the financial education and how it's being delivered. They're tired of people just making them feel stupid and making them feel like, everything that they do is wrong and they can't get this adulting shit right or for anything so they want to hear somebody say you know like you're doing something Correct. Like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you found a way to manage your money that you don't go fucking insane every time you open up your banking app. And no, you're not crazy for having more than one bank account because it actually helps you divide and conquer and see where your money is at all times. No, you're not crazy for having more than one email address because it actually helps you with your cybersecurity. Like, People are just so sick of being talked down to. And that's where a lot of financial educators do. And sometimes it's not on purpose. Sometimes they're not really trying to be an asshole, but I take it as, I'm gonna give a, a really good example. Okay, so when I go to get my nails done, when I was went to go get a new nail tech, it was so fucking frustrating. Here's why. They always ask you like, oh, like you want marble or do you want it's encapsulated. Do you want this? Do you want that? I'm like, bro, I don't fucking know. I'm going to send you a picture of what I want and whatever you need to make it happen. Just make it happen. I don't care. (laughs) Like, I don't know if it's acrylic paint or if it's gel or if it's the dip powder. I really actually don't give a fuck. I just want my nails to look nice. And that same thing happens when you're talking to financial professionals, but that's across the board. Any person that is coming to you for a service or coming to you for help, they're coming because they don't know. And you shoot it off these words that they don't understand. Like, I don't know what the process is to get an encapsulated nail. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I just know that there is glitter and I want it on my nails. So in turn, like financial professionals and You know, if you don't remember, I've been I've been learning finance and accounting since I was 15. You know, I'm 26 now. That is over. That's over 11 years that I've been in this profession. So the words and the understanding and the compound interest and all of those concepts, they make sense to me in second nature because I've been studying it for 10 plus years. A regular person, they don't give a shit. They don't care that your car insurance If you pay it twice, then you pay less interest than or how interest accrues daily compound interest versus simple interest. Like people don't give a shit about that. They're not pulling out their calculators. They don't care. They just want to know how do I pay my bills so I can survive and enjoy my life? And that's it. And I think that a lot of times financial educators, they skip that. And they're like, well, you should do it this way because it's safe. No one cares about the math. They want they want the easiest path and they don't want to be talked to like they're stupid. And I think that that's why people enjoy being around me, talking to me about money and just having chill conversations, because that's what it is.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know I do. Finance, it's never been, at least for me, this fun, exciting maybe even interesting topic, you know, of all the things to speak about, there's so many other things that typically come first. And then, you know, generationally it's like, it's a faux pas to talk about finances and how much money people are making and what's, what's going on in your bank account or what's in your wallet. They ask you the question in the commercial, but like no one's actually going to ask you that shit. Now, some people will tell you, you know, I had Brian on the show recently and he has several business credit cards. I like think he said he had like 40 business credit cards. He has so many and they all do different things. They all work in different ways. So he'll tell you what's in his wallet, but most people are going to be like, what? If you don't get out of my face, like they don't want to, it's not something we discussed. And that's just from that perspective, from several other areas, it's not common to talk about money and then to educate yourself, right? To your point, sometimes people just feel really late to the party or dumb for lack of a better word that they don't know certain things like well shit I didn't know that I didn't know that either you don't know what you don't know and that's why I think it's cool what you're doing is that you're able to educate people and not make them feel dumb and then once they get the information they can do something with that right how many how many people are you hearing from that are like wow I did not know that and now I'm gonna make a decision that's different
1: it's a it's a message that I get like Constantly every day, and I screenshot them, and I, I've gotten so many messages of people saying, "Like, I just love how you explain it. I, I like that. I just feel so comfortable asking you questions because that's the other thing. Because money is so so taboo, and you know, you're not supposed to tell people how much is in your pod We're not supposed to tell people this and that when it comes to our money." We get embarrassed. And then when we get embarrassed, we don't ask questions. And when we don't ask questions, we sit in the same situation and we cannot do anything about it. So I want people to feel comfortable asking me questions. I want people to feel comfortable being a little dumb. And I always started off with, you know, it's not a dumb question. A dumb question is a question that you don't ask that makes you suffer.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and no one wants to do that. No one, it's not cute. It's never a good look to sit in silence and also in ignorance. It's just not a good look. So I do. The platform that you've built, the videos that you make, the conversations that you have. Also, y'all, real quick, everything will be in the show notes, right? The at bougie budgeter, I will link the IG page, I will link the TikTok page, I will link her website, I will link everything that I can that you may need access to, you may want access to. The one thing I will really, really encourage you all to do is Mikel has a website link to join her email list. And this email list goes out on the first and the 15th and I absolutely love it. I think it's a genius idea. Number one, number two, I've been on the email list for a brick. Like it's been, it's been a really long time and I love getting them. I love getting the emails on the first and the 15th. It's like, you know, I don't think there's anybody else that I maybe one company randomly, right? I, but off the top of my head, I can't name anybody else who I know when they're going to kind of hit my inbox. And I just it gives you something to look forward to. It's bite-sized but also absorbable bits of information that you can take with you. So tell us the idea behind the first and the fifteenth, because I'm just curious for myself and why you do them. Actually, part of it is a
1: shout out to my best friend and also side note. I went to I went to Hampton, Hampton University. And if anybody knows anything about the 757 and being in that Hampton, Norfolk area. Everywhere, everyone's in the military. Everybody's in the Navy. Everybody's in the military because this huge military base is all around, shipyards, blah, blah, blah. Like they run, run that entire area. So you know when it's party time, <laughs> when it's either the 1st or 15th, because that's when they get paid. That's when you see them out. That's when you see the, the Chargers and the Camaros just roaming around town because it's the 1st or the 15th. And then even even further, I've always gotten paid biweekly, and I have a, my best friend. We were having a we were having a discussion because I do talk to my friends about money, and when they want to have the money conversations, we have it. So I'm talking to her. I'm like, yeah. When, so when you're paying paying your bills, make sure you do it biweekly when you get paid. And she was, and I was like, oh, this month is my three month paycheck month. I'm excited. And she was like, what are you talking about? Like, I've never had a three month paycheck. And I'm like, or three, three paycheck month. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, don't you get paid biweekly? And she was like, no, I've never gotten paid biweekly. And I've never gotten paid on a specific day. So I just thought it was funny. And it helped me realize just how we, everyone gets paid differently too. And I also say that to say that I'm always learning. I am not one of those bullshit ass professionals who thinks that I know everything and that I can't be taught stuff. I'm learning every day. And, you know, sometimes I be wrong and I be like, oh, shit, I was wrong. This is actually the right answer because uh, there's no such thing as me being wrong. I can always change the answer to make it right. I just wanted, I wanted something when it comes to the newsletter, I wanted something that was fun. And like you said, bite size, not super long, but get you right to the point. Like I, it's huge headers. So you know exactly what's, what part is what I know some people don't even look at the top part. They just skip down to, to the payday part and the action steps. Some people read the whole thing and it's just been something where I can connect. I do write them it's not like a ghostwriter or anything. It's, it's my way to be able to connect with my audience and say what's real and have them have something tangible that is always in your inbox. You know, it's not going to go away. If they wiped out my Instagram right now, if they wiped out my TikTok, you still get to be on the email list and still get all of those action steps right there at your, at your fingertips is what I love about just being able to have that separate access to my audience and the people who want to learn
0: well i definitely enjoy them and i think that uh, y'all need to sign up for these emails so you can see what we're talking about because yeah as i grew up in military right i grew up on military bases and that's absolutely true and i think that's why it's a little bit funny to me because that's exactly what happens it's just it's just how it works and so the camaros that was funny but it's it's True. It's true. And I do remember now that you went to the other HU. I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot about that. That's so funny. Shout out to all the HUs. (laughs) And most importantly, the Hampton (laughs) University,
1: you know? (laughs) Shout out to them. I only got a new president.
0: I'm excited (laughs) about that. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Howard was having some issues, honey. So it's okay. It's okay. It's been a time. It's been a time. But speaking of, speaking of colleges, right, let's get into that. That was actually the perfect segue. So tell us, how has it been speaking to colleges and universities? And like, what has that experience been like for you?
1: Oh, I am always in my element whenever I go on a college campus. Sometimes I, I do like to always ask if I can cuss, but I feel like that's, I feel like that's stupid because they're adults and I'm going to talk to adults like they need to be talked to. And it just really goes back to that. Like I share my true shit of how I was in college. I wasn't the best student. I applied to several jobs and got rejected from all of them except for one. I got fired as an intern all of those things are true. And I also worked my ass off during the summer and budgeted and had money. That's how I, that's how I had money throughout the school year. I would work two and maybe two and three jobs over the summer and stretch that money out over a semester, over three, three and a half months. And some people literally cannot conceptualize that because They're not taught how to budget. They're not taught about money and how they can increase their money. And I was side hustling. I was a tutor. I sold dresses at David's Bridal. I was working it and I still had the time to enjoy, hang out with my friends and just be a regular person. And we didn't have the same type of fintech and technology. Cash App didn't come out until... I was a junior in college. That is the first time I had ever heard of Cash App or used it ever in my life. I was a junior, like 20 years old. Before that, we were still using, the, going to the ATM, calling taxis because Uber was also not a thing, especially not in Hampton, Virginia. I didn't take my first Uber ride until like what, a sophomore year of college. We were still using taxis and, and going to the ATM, split, splitting our, uh, putting up, five dollars for for the bottle the kickback so i just want to make sure that i'm ex- exposing especially my hbcu grads because like you said like shout out to all the hus but special place in my heart for hampton howard special place in my heart for any hbcu any historically black college or university i've had the opportunity to speak at Bowie state Howard University. Funny enough, I have not gotten to speak at Hampton just yet. So if if y'all in control, somebody listening to this is is in control. So just hit me up, hit me up, because you know I comes back to my school, but I've had the opportunity to connect with so many college students and enjoying just the energy that they have. And I just believe that you got to start off on the right foot. I rather my my students. Start off strong and maybe you got a little, little less money to start off strong, but start off strong just to avoid the, the financial rock bottom. I, I strongly do not believe that being broke has to be a part of your experience. Being in a financial deficit or hitting financial rock bottom should not be the prerequisite for you to want to get your money shit
0: together. Agreed. But we all get to a point where we're like, okay, this is where I need to go. And I think it hits all of us different. And I want to get into talking about that more, especially as it pertains to entrepreneurs, because a lot of people listening to the show are entrepreneurs. I would say mostly college educated. So it is important to tap into folks when they're in college, when they're in that time frame where like, there's not a ton at stake really yet. Because a lot of folks who are in college may or may not be paying high rent or, you know what I mean, out of their pocket. They may be paying a high rent depending on which city they're at, but they may have financial assistance or whatever. The situations vary just like they do outside of college, but they also vary a lot when you're, when you're in school. But once you've graduated, once you've decided, okay, I want to go here, I want to do this, I want to do that, it does help to have that understanding. And I know a lot of us didn't get that in college. that, And that's why I like what you're doing so much is because there needs to be more conversations about this. I shouldn't have to necessarily, like you were saying, go out and and try to learn about how to get my money together or what these things even mean, what a Roth IRA is. I'm like, what? All this stuff, it's not, unless you're intrinsically like interested in this stuff, like you have a knack for it and you're kind of like curious, it makes it difficult for a lot of folks because we just don't really care. When you look in, we don't care until we kind of need to care. And that's why I think what you're doing, it, it will make a difference to people earlier in life when I think it, it is really helpful to learn that stuff kind of when you're young and you don't necessarily have this shit set up yet. Most people in college don't have their 401k set up for several reasons until they get their job, until they get that full-time gig and they're setting it up that way. And then even then it's still confusing, right? To go through that process with HR and that company that you're working with, it can be very daunting for folks, but these are the things that we need resources for. And, you know, the companies will offer them, but it's like, no one wants to call the 1-800 number and talk to some random stranger about, you know, this shit, unless you've messed it up. So when it comes to entrepreneurship, for those folks who we've left college, we're working, maybe we have a full-time job, we're looking at entrepreneurship, what are some places that you like to recommend folks to go or some things that they can keep in mind as they start to go down that path?
1: Well, shameless plug is um, going to bougiebudgets.com. But when it comes to really starting to find your footing the first place you want to look to, and this is going to say sound cliche as fuck, but you want to look at yourself and your habits. What makes you smile? When do you spend money? How do you react to yourself when you are feeling sad? How do, you, how do you use your money when you're feeling sad? How do you use your money when you're feeling happy? How do you use your money when you're feeling stressed? And this will tell you everything you need to know about how you need to, what kind of budget you need to create, right? I tend to spend a lot of money when I am sad. I spend a lot of money when I'm sad because I want to find things that make me feel better. I want to buy more purses because purses always make me feel good. I want to buy new perfume because I like to smell good. And I'm, actively searching for a way to make me feel better. And the only way to find that out is to spend money. And I learned that actually, uh, last year because I was going through a really, really sad point in my life. And like, I'm not about to get too deep because I don't do that trauma porn stuff, but I was going through something and I was, feeling very sad. And I was spending so much money. I I was cleaning them out. I was, I bought like four purses all over $400. And it's like, Oh, you know, I, I'm gonna make it back. I'm gonna feel good. Which my norm is that I'll buy one, like a quarter or one every season. And actually my sister was the one who noticed it. And she was like, you know, you're spending a lot of money, like, and not in a girl, like, you balling. It's like, I'm concerned because your money habits are how I know your money habits to be. This is out of the norm for you. And I was neglecting, like checking, doing my money dates and things like that. Cause I didn't want to, I was already sad and I didn't need anything to make me feel any more sad, you know? So checking in with yourself and understanding your habits is really one of the first steps because then you can plan around you can create that budget that works around or works with you in the way that you need it to work with you. A lot of people don't stick to their financial plans and their their uh, budgets for one or two reasons. One is happening too slow, but you know, you know the only way you can make your, your financial goals get faster is if you take on more. If you're not making enough money, you gotta take on another job or find a new job, blah, blah, blah. But then the other thing is that We don't assess who we are, and we're trying to emulate who other people are. I see the people who are super organized and have three journals and write out all their expenses every day. I am not that girl. I will never be that girl. I won't force myself to try to be that girl because there is something in me that just will not let me open up a journal every day to write out my spending, it's just, it's just not gonna happen. And instead of beating myself up for that or making myself feel bad, I, I decided to extend myself grace and figure out something that works. And that's how I came up with the method that I use to budget. And that's what I really try to get people to understand is you have the power to change your financial standings, but you have to understand that you need something that works with you and not against you. You need something that feels natural. If you're not a natural saver, Figure out a way, set up those automatic payments so that it just saves, you know, and and you set your boundaries and you set your heart limits, your heart knows. And that is how you reverse engineer it and figure out a way to reach your financial goals without making yourself feel so uncomfortable.
0: That makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. And I think, like you said, there, there are some people who really want to take it to like the nitty-gritty. Line by line, you know, what what were you saying? A notebook. They've got their handy dandy invoice something notebook that they're an Excel spreadsheet or something. Yeah. All of that stuff. All that
1: fancy stuff. It's it it, makes me it literally brings me anxiety to
0: think about writing (laughs) my expenses down every day, every day. And you know what's crazy is I think what gives me anxiety about it is doing it consistently like knowing that even if I were to do it, even if I were to sit there and do it every day, I don't know if that's sustainable for me. Just like people who write down everything they eat when they're trying to get fit or they're trying to hit a personal, you know, fitness goal, whatever. There are people who will write down everything they eat. And they've done studies that say like, when you write down what you eat, when you take photos of what you eat, like you make better food decisions. But like, Am I going to do this every freaking day? I cannot guarantee that. And so I think it depends on your personality, like you said, and the preferences that you've got on how you're going to make this work. Hey, can we take a pause real quick? I just wanna let y'all know, this is exclusive and time sensitive. If you're hearing this, there's a really good chance that either I have a spot open or I have a spot opening on my one-on-one program that I offer. So I only do four slots at a time because this is like the most intense, thorough, intimate way to work with me ever. This is my creme de la creme, like four bad bitches only. This is for solopreneurs, who have a nine to five, who work in corporate, who have some sort of job that they are doing and that they're doing really well, but who also have a side hustle or a business that they are running on the side and they want to build and streamline their goals towards. A lot of us have strategy. A lot of us have plans here and there, but most of us don't have accountability. A lot of us don't have a support system that's solid and the rest of us aren't organized and have strong boundaries, have routines, like all of that. So I'm going to help you get it all together. This is a three-month intensive one-on-one coaching program where you have full access to me via Voxer, we have seven Seven one on one calls with each other throughout the three months, and you get routines, you get customized affirmations and audios, and all kinds of things to help you succeed. So, check out the link, it's in the show notes. It's also on my website, WhitneyDanielle.com. If you have questions, DM me, send me an audio note, let me know. If you know someone who needs to get their shit together in this manner, send me their information. I will totally hook you up for the referral. That's it, that's all I wanted to say. Let's get back to the episode. And I've listened to lots of financial folks, right? What is this one guy, Ramit? You know Ramit, the I can teach you to be yes. rich guy. Yes, Yeah. He's super dope, I right? like his stuff. But yeah, but like, and then there's that one, what's the other girl, her first 100K? Yeah, Tori. Um, she's been blowing up, Tori, she's been blowing up on like, I think it was TikTok, I can't remember. Yeah. And her podcast is big, y'all. And it's, she's just really interesting. She does not like David Ramsey, which I think is so funny, but- each its own is the point, right? Everybody has their own way of doing things and you can take and, and pick and choose what you like from folks and then try them out. And then if you like it, cool. And if you don't, you switch it just like, you know, paying off credit card debt. There's a lot of people that say you should pay the highest interest first and you should do this and this snowball effect and this, this, and this. And there's some people who do it differently and it really depends on your personal style. So when you're talking to people who have this sort of anxiety about figuring out which one to choose and who to listen to and which banks to do, what do you recommend that they do first?
1: So my recommendation is to start with one goal. When it comes to our personal finances, there are so many things that we could be doing, right? And and that's kind of what I touched on is like, We all we all, We're all trying to do all these things and then we feel like we're behind. So we feel like we need to do everything at once. We need to get our credit together. We need to start investing. We need to start saving. We need to have that money for uh, travel and brunching. And then we also need to start saving for our kids and plan for this and plan for that. And it just even saying it shows you how chaotic it is. Now, I do love to li- live in a state of chaos and I am a chaotic person through and through. I, I live for the drama, but not when it comes to my money and I don't live <laughs> with the drama. I don't come for the drama when it comes to my security and what feels comfortable to me, right? So i I really want you to start with, what is that main goal, right? What feels good and feels achievable that you want to start with? Do you want to start with focusing on your net worth? Do you want to start with focusing on your debt payment or your debt reduction? Do you want to start with building your credit first? Whichever one, whichever area you want to focus on, focus on that one first, right? Focus on that one, build that up, and then once that one is is automated and working on its own, then switch over to the next one and enroll it that way. Figure out what, what works for you and what feels comfortable for you. For me, an example, I was very hell-bent on getting a positive financial net worth. And one thing, another major thing we didn't talk about that has changed since the last two years is... I I finally got a, a positive financial net worth. And you know it's not it's not as sexy as a $500,000 financial net worth, but let's be realistic. I have $75,000 worth of student loan debt and I am working with one income by myself. So, it's not going to happen super fast unless, you know, I go if I get a sponsor, you know, somebody Wants to to get rid of the seventy five thousand dollars worth of student loans. Please be my guest. I do not want to pay them. I promise you, I don't. (laughs) But I was really hell bent on getting a positive financial net worth. After you you select your goal, like what you are hell bent on, then then it's time to set your action plans because a goal without an action is just a pipe dream. And I am not no dreamer. I I I am a very very much real delusional realist. So I know that I know all these things contribute to building a positive financial net worth, you know, investing, that is one debt reduction is one. So I felt like the financial net worth was just everything that was encompassing. So then I wrote out the action steps. What do I want to do? What am I going to do to achieve this positive financial net worth? What do I have to do? What things do I have to cancel out What things do I need to clear away? What things, what ways can I increase my money so that I have a positive financial net worth? And I wrote out those actions and that is what pushed me to get to the financial net worth that I wanted. I I was trying to do it by the end of 2021 because I started it in April of 2020 I did not make it until I, it took me two full years. So April, 2022 was when I was able to get my first positive financial net worth. And all of those small action steps is what led me to getting to that positive financial net worth. And I think that some people don't understand the gravity of that. I have $75,000 of student loan debt. So when you think about the gravity of $75,000 of student loan debt, that was the bu- biggest bulk. I had my car too. So my car at that time, I had about $5,000 left on my car. So we're talking $80,000 in deficit, right? I, that meant I would have to increase my cash and my investments by $80,000. So... And when I started tracking my financial net worth, it was at like a negative 56,000. So in two years, I was able to increase my investments in my cash by over $50,000. I did. And I was, I was paying the minimum payment on my car note. I was not paying extra to my car note and I hadn't been paying on my student loans. So my debt, my debt has not, I just paid off my car. So my debt wasn't like moving substantially lower, but my, Investments in my cash flow was increasing rapid rapidly, and that goes to another decision. Like I had to make the decision: do I want to focus on debt or do I want to focus on increasing? So I focused on increasing, and we get so caught up in analysis paralysis, right? Again, back to we have so many decisions to make. We have so many th- different things, so many different aspects of our personal financial uh, portfolio that we feel like we have to do everything at once. And because we have to do everything at once, I'm just going to choose to not do anything. You know, it's the same, same idea of like, I got those long list of to do's, but you know what I'm going to do? Take a nap. <laughs> I'd rather just go ahead and take a nap than to do all of these to do's. So that's the same thing that happens when it's analysis paralysis. It what it is. So just make the decision, make the decision, choose one thing, make the decision And if you figure out in three months that that was the wrong decision, change it. And don't get caught up on what's the best way to do this. Get caught up on how can I start now? What are the things that I can do to start right now?
0: I love it. And that's absolutely right. I mean, breaking down the goal, breaking down the goal and and working backwards from what you want the outcome to be. I mean, it really helps because it's one thing to be like, I want to clean my house. Okay, you know, I want to buy a six figure car. Okay. But when we break down the steps and how we're going to get there, and then we start organizing them and working backwards from what the outcome will look like, like that is where the work actually starts to to make some some sense. And we can put the pedal to the metal there and, and actually see movement and traction. So yeah, I mean, I feel like finance can be a lot like fitness and where we think about it a lot, but we don't always take action. <laughs> it's just true absolutely am I, am I wrong am I wrong? <laughs> no no it's true though we think about it I think about eating vegetables all the time. Well, maybe not, but like, I think about it sometimes I think about eating fruit all the time though. I will say that I think about eating fruit all the time and I just know, I know that I don't do enough of it. Now, same thing when it comes to, you know, putting my, some of my bills on auto save, I was burned once. I think it was Geico who screwed me on some auto shit that didn't even make any sense. And ever since then, this was years ago, y'all years. When I tell you, I haven't used Geico in like a decade, probably it's been a long time. But after that one situation, I was like, screw auto pay. And I very rarely will commit to doing it because they just pissed me off. I was—I remember being on the phone. I remember being angry and them saying, oh, we can't do anything. because And we charged you 80 times, but sorry. And I was just, I was livid. And it's like being able to say, okay. I know that if I do X, Y, and Z things, it will help me in the long term, and it will also keep me from having to worry about certain shit that I don't really wanna work on. Like you said, the analysis paralysis, or what I like to do a lot, and like here is in bunny ears, this sarcasm, is winging it, just wing it, you just wing it. And winging it, unfortunately, doesn't really elicit the results most people want. Whether you're winging it in your workouts, whether you're winging it with your relationships, you're winging it with your finances, you're winging it with your, your regular goals. If you're winging shit all the time, you, it takes you longer to get to the outcome that you are desiring. It tends to, whereas if you have that plan, you're taking it one step at a time and just making these small adjustments, it does add up. And I know they say that with fitness too, it's like, well, if you just make these small changes and start going for walks and taking the stairs and parking further away, when you go to target and, and you know, eating some vegetables and taking your, if you start doing these little things, it will make a big change over time, but it doesn't feel like that. It just feels kind of annoying. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do the research on this bank. I don't want to set all my shit up on auto or whatever. I don't want to open up a new account. I don't want to whatever, 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 whatever. We just do the, I don't want us. And we make excuses. And then, like you said, we sit there and have analysis paralysis and just say, fuck it and go take a nap. And that's what a lot of us are doing in so many aspects of our life. And that's why I wanted to bring different people on to talk about different things so that we can hopefully start planting seeds in our brain that this is possible, right? You've been working on this since you were 15, but for people who are new to this, like we can get in, we can get in and we can start making changes today that aren't going to give us migraines and boost our anxiety to unfathomable levels you know we can actually take it one thing at a time so i think that's very encouraging that you mentioned that
1: yeah i try i i try to understand that we don't you don't have to do everything at once like who told you that who told you that you needed to know everything because i'm telling you i don't know everything about money and i know a lot of things i know more than others but I don't know everything and I don't want to know everything. I don't choose to know everything because I don't need to like some, some things can definitely be a secret to me. I'm fine with that. But, um, I definitely, I, I get it all the time. So many messages of like people like, oh, well, I can't do that. I, if I, it's a video about how to do things on a bi weekly basis. Oh, well I, I get paid once a month. So I can't do that. I do this. So I can't do that. Have you tried like, people are so quick. We're so quick to tell, tell people what we can't do, but it's, have you tried? When, when was the last time that you tried to do something different? When was the last time that you tried to pay your bills in a different fashion than you're currently doing? You're not happy with what you are doing right now, but you haven't tried anything new. It's insanity.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. And we have to take better. I think we have to take better care of the words that we're we're saying and these beliefs that we have. And so I know we talked earlier this month uh, with Natalie, Natalie Bullen, and she talked a lot about money mindset and how to kind of get around these sort of beliefs that we have around money and it really does help. But I think from just a basic level, being open-minded is even more helpful. And I know we, we talked about this, I think before the call or before the recording about hiring experts to like, calling someone who knows what the hell they're talking about versus you having to spin your wheels, trying to figure it out on your own. I mean, think about the time I could read Ramit's book, right? The I, I will teach you to be rich book. I don't know if it's, let's say it's like 12 hours, 10 hours, doesn't matter. I could sit, listen to it, wait for myself to get the urge, the gumption, or make the time to implement what he's telling me to do in this book. Or you know, you could dive into one of his courses or you could hire someone to help you do this shit at the same time with you so you don't have to worry about the procrastination, etc. That's why I like when Michael posts videos because what happens is I'm on my feed, I'm scrolling, I see a funny German Shepherd video. My 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 algorithm here is, is pretty great. I'll see some plants, you know, so I've, I'm really big on plant. That's where my money goes, by the way. You, you were talking about paying for shit, like buying things when you're sad. I buy plants because they make me happy. So th- you'll see some plants and then you'll see one of my favorite, you know, business coaches, and then you'll see some shit on travel. And then I'll see a video, right. That you've done. And it's talking about something financial. And, and as we're scrolling, I think we forget how important it is that what we see, it's 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 becoming part of our experience. It's part of our, like these little downloads happen. These little seeds are planted whenever we see things and it's designed that way. But what I like is that it gives us this little bit of like insight that we can just bookmark in our brain. And then the next time we see like a bank commercial or the next time I see a video um, on finance or I go to TikTok and I see one of your videos on TikTok, like it really starts to compound. So now I'm learning as I'm going and it doesn't seem as daunting later on. This is why it's important to follow certain types of influencers, even with the same fitness thing, right? You're following someone that's, that's talking a lot about fitness and you see them like going to the grocery store, doing a grocery haul. Um, one of the ladies I follow, I think her name is Tamika. She's really dope and she's in the fitness space and she'll show you what she eats in a day. I'm very interested to know what this woman eats in a day. And she'll sit there and walk you through her whole meal. And I'm like, oh damn, her whole day. And I think it's so interesting. So when we see, when when you see these concepts that generally don't interest us broken down into bite-sized pieces visually, it really, I believe it helps in the back of our head make this stuff easier to actually do later. And we're knowing, right, from the influencer perspective, now we know, okay, you know, Tamika does this, Michael does this, I can tap in and I can go to her or to them, to, to you to learn more. When the time, when I'm like, you know what, this is a good idea. I kind of saw that video the other day and I'm like thinking, maybe my bank account does suck. I don't even know if my bank account offers that. And then I'm like thinking, you know, I'm in the shower, I'm having these thoughts. And I'm like, I wonder if mine is doing this, this, and this. Also, should I check my APR in that one card? Maybe I should because I don't know what it is. And now I'm thinking, you know, the wheels are turning. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should do that. And then I go do it. Right. Or then I go and I see another video and I'm reminded. So this is why it's important. I think I know to follow different types of experts. And then when you need the support, when you have the questions, you reach out. One of the things you used to do, I don't know if you still do them because um, I haven't been on Instagram. I feel like in, in a few weeks probably in a couple months. I'll say in a couple months. But you, I love your happy hours. You would do, you incorporate booze into your business like I do, Um, but you would do happy hours. Was it Tuesdays or Thursdays? When would you do them? Uh, They used to be on Thursdays. They're on Wednesdays now because Thursdays got
1: crazy for me. I mean, I'm like, people love doing stuff on Thursdays and I think I had like some group coaching and stuff like that. That was on Thursday nights. So I moved
0: it to Wednesdays. But I still do them. And what do you, okay. And so what do you, what can people expect when they see you going live on Wednesdays? I talk about different
1: things each time. And it's just, I've been trying to step it up actually. But it's, it's live and I, people come to ask questions and I have the tips prepared for whatever the topic is. And sometimes they're predetermined topics. Sometimes it's topics that I'm just inspired by from questions that I continue, continually got. From followers, so it's just thirty minutes, less than that. Sometimes I'll I'll do it between if it's just me between fifteen to twenty minutes because whiles I don't need to be talking for that long. Y'all don't want to hear me talk for that long, and I I'm just trying to get in, get the get the questions off, get the information out there, and then pop right back off and go take a nap.
0: You and these naps, listen, napping is important. I had a whole episode on napping with a sleep expert. So if y'all didn't hear that episode, you need to go check it out. I can link it in the show notes. But that episode was incredible. We talked a lot about napping and the power of napping. So I know it may sound funny to some of y'all, but some of y'all, some of us take our naps very seriously and they're actually really good for you. So anyway, I'm here for the IG lives and y'all, I brought it up Okay. I brought it up because it's a great way for you to ask your questions. If you've got questions, you have someone who's got knowledge, who's done the research, who enjoys this stuff, who you can literally ask the question with and she'll answer it. And if she can't answer it, I'm sure she'll help you get the answer. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like I like following people and I like being around people who are interested in what they do. Number one, like genuinely interested and are helpful and are are generous with the knowledge that they have. Um, you mentioned this earlier. Like you don't know everything. I don't know everything. I don't want to know everything. And no one likes a know it all. I mean, I know I don't. Um, especially when someone acts like they're a know it all. Shit is annoying. Even if they don't act like they're a know it all. Even like the the impression that they seem to be a know it all is also annoying. So please, we don't we don't need to know everything. But it is nice to know something and to be able to share that. So the IG Lives are a great way to get your questions asked, to be nosy, to see what other people are asking, to see what other people are doing. Um, And it's great. I know Brian, last week, he was on the show. He does basically the similar thing, but on Clubhouse. He has Clubhouse rooms twice a week, right? And he has people come up on stage and asking questions. So there's a lot of free game out there. There's a lot of free insight, free information, free tips, free advice, hacks, things that you can do, things that you shouldn't do, whatever, all that information is there. It's just, are we going to go and take that opportunity and take the lead there? Okay. So we've talked about a lot of different things as it pertains to finding the right people to follow and tapping into the different information tools out there, TikTok, Instagram, email lists. We talked about the first and the 15th newsletter that goes out. We talked about your background a bit and what you've been up to these last couple of years and how you've been, it sounds like you're, you're still going after all the things that you wanting, you're wanting to go after, um, which I love, and you're going to continue to hit these goals as you go. But what else, what else for 2022 are you excited about that you maybe have coming up this year? Um, I'm excited. I'm moving. I'm super excited about that.
1: I'm moving to the West Coast. So change of scenery, change of pace. And I, I'm excited for the unknown. I think that this move is just, it's been something that I kind of wanted to do. I've been waiting. I've been like, you know, um, I was just having a conversation with my friend and uh, friend is kind of loose. I know him, we're cool. But I was like, yeah, I've been pretty busy. I'm getting prepared for the move. And he's like, oh, are you moving? I said, I'm to the West Coast. And he's like, oh, you know, that's pretty dope. Like, and he asked me why. And I was like, well, I'm going for work, but I also just wanted to change the scenery. Uh, like, like my job isn't forcing me to move acts, to move acts, to be a part of a new team. And he was like, yeah, I feel like I need to change the scenery too. And I was like, you know, if you want something different, you got to do different shit. And sometimes we don't always have the answers we're not going to figure it out. I mean, we're going to figure it out. We don't always have the answers, but we're going to figure it out. And if you want some something different, you got to do some different shit. You got to you got to do something that is more fun, some creative, something that's just not where you are right now in your comfort zone because we operate out of comfort. We we do things for two reasons. We either do things because they make us feel good or we're doing something because we want to stop the pain those are only, the only two real motivations. You know, you can say money, you can say love, blah blah blah, but like the root of it is we're, we either want something, we want so, so more of something because it makes us feel good, or we want more of something because it's going to help us to stop feeling bad or get us out of pain or whatever. That is that's literally human nature, how our humans are wired. So, you got to do something different. I'm 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 super excited for the move. I'm excited for just what the bougie budgeter has in store. I literally don't know. I don't know what what I have in store. I don't know what's out there for me. I don't know what the universe has planned for me, but I'm available. I'm ready. I'm excited and um and I'm just I'm ready to to do something. You know, I'm ready to to create a new experience for myself that I haven't been able to.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for your move. I know moving to the West coast is a lot and it's, it's going to be amazing. I'm sure you're going to love it. And the next time you're on the show, we'll do something. We'll do something. We'll definitely connect on the West coast and we'll have you back on the show to see, you know, how things have shifted for you um, and, and what you're working on later on. Right. Cause that's going to change. And, you know, I'm excited to see what it changes to. And as far as the rest of y'all listening, and, and regardless of where you're located, right, if you're on the West Coast, you're on the East Coast, Midwest, whatever, another country, please feel free to tap in with us on social. We're going to go live, right? Like I try to go live with all my podcast guests. Um, so check out my Instagram stories over at Co underscore, and you'll see. And I'll, I'll give Michael the the graphic as well. So We'll post when we're gonna go live on Instagram so you can see us and and you can see Michael and, and see her face and see her energy and just feel her energy and talk with her. And if you have questions, that will be a great forum as well. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, definitely make sure you send this out to a friend, tap in, you know, forward this over, etc. We try to keep these chats fairly relaxed and not super like shoving information down everyone's throats and exactly what you should be doing. There's already a lot of that online. The intention of this episode and really this conversation is, to just remind you all that you have access to tools, to resources, to people, to influencers, to thin influencers that can help you get your money on track, whether it's going to your local library, maybe getting some books, doing an, a course. Um, Michael, if you go to her website, she's got courses, or not courses, but she's got master classes, webinars. She's got content that you can tap into. A lot of it is free content on top of the stuff that she's already doing. If you go into her IG page over at Bougie Budgeter, Bougie spelled B-O-U-J-I-E, you'll be able to see tons of stuff there that's already been recorded. And you'll get a feel for her there. So you've got resources. You've got access. You've got the knowledge that's waiting for you. If you have questions, you know where to find us. Mike, is there anything else you want to leave? Any final words, words of encouragement before we close out? You know, I'm just going to close it with,
1: if you want something different, you got to do different shit. Uh, I think that that is just, that's, that's where I, I want people to remember. Do something different.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 1,000%, y'all. 1,000%. And you know what? I will add, it is much easier to do different shit when you have access. So use your access. And with that being said, we will be back. We'll do the Instagram live over on Instagram probably in a few days. If you're listening to this way out in the future, you can check the replay on my Instagram page somewhere. You just have to look for it. I'm so glad you are here. If you have not, if you have not, sent me any of that social currency. Today, the best way to do that would be to leave a five-star review rating on Apple Podcasts or over on Spotify So, or wherever you listen to your shows. So go ahead, leave the show a review, leave it a rating. That would make my day and a great way to, to send and spread some love and to show that you're appreciating all that we're doing, all these conversations, all this knowledge, please make sure you tap in with our guests of honor today. All the information will be in the show notes. You can follow, you can tap in, you can show support, etc. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks y'all. Cheers.